Something on your mind? Just want to let you know you're sitting in my chair. <laughs> Is that a fact? Yeah, that's a fact. Well, for a man that don't go healed, you run your mouth kind of reckless, don't you? No need to go healed to get the bulge on a tub like you. Is that a fact? Hmm. That's a fact. in Arizona with his brothers disrupted by exactly the kind of outlaws he was famous for eliminating. I didn't like that. I'm going to keep it anyway. You should uh, you should do it like the opening narrator because the, the guy who, who narrates the opening of the movie was supposed to play old man Clanton, like Ike and, and Billy's hus- uh, uh, husband, geez, husband. Uh, father. <laughs> and, uh, and they had to cut the role because he got hurt on a horse, ironically enough. And so the guy who narrates that introduction, you know, it's 1897 in the old West. That's that's him. I yeah. forget the actor's name. Yeah, and I ain't gonna try. I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna try to copy that. <laughs> this is extras and epilogues, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the theater tonight. We are talking about one of the. Well, originally this was going to be for nostalgic November, but by the time you're listening to this, unfortunately, because we had a delay in recording, it is now December which will make this the first episode of December. And Hunter, I sent you an idea before the show. You did, yeah. Just to know. No, no, that's it's, okay. That's okay. So so Shannon sent me an idea, and, and I, I love it. I do love it. There's part of me that desperately wants to do Christmas movies. It's the very first year of Extras and Epilogues. It's December. There's so many things I want to talk about from, from Christmas Vacation to, uh, to Home Alone, to Die Hard, to yeah. Gremlins, to Screws. There's so many things. Um, but because this is airing in, in November, and Shannon did have a very good idea here, um, November, or November, uh, December, because it's airing in December, December is not just Christmas, right? December is also the end of the year. You're it's looking the end of the forward year. to, to right. what's going to happen the next year, but you're also looking back at what you've done in the previous year, where right. it has been a wonderful year. It's been um, a wonderful year for Podzilla 1985, Hunter. And so because Michael Bean stars in tonight's movie and also stars in a lot of great movies like Terminator and Aliens and Planet uh, Terror. What we say Planet Terror. That might be yeah, the one that's not like the others, but it's also great and we will fight about it. But Oh, do you <laughs> like it? I like it. I thought you didn't like it. Oh yeah. Oh, well fuck it oh, then. Like we're, all on, we're all on the pair. So yeah. basically, uh and I think we can do both. I think we can marry the idea. We can do two episodes of extras and epilogues per week. I'm fine with that. We'll have the Christmas episodes because I double, double features, features all, month. all month long. That's what it is. December yeah. is extras and epilogues month. We're going to do a double feature yes. every week, Christmas episodes. Yes. And then also of yes. it's been a very, it's been a very good year where we are reviewing Michael Bean films. <laughs> and tonight we're starting with, probably the best it's not the best michael bean film but it's probably my favorite and it's my favorite role he's done this is the absolute classic the best western ever made don't at me we are talking about tombstone ladies and gentlemen on extras and epilogues my name is shannon young you probably guessed that by now of course hunter hendrix is here with us tonight and uh 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I know. I just realized I cut you off. Oh, go, ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. It's fine because I was just going to throw in some quote, which we're going to say a million times throughout the course of this. It was going to be either, you know, I jerk that pistol and go to work or some version of that. I don't know. Smoke that. <laughs> skin that smoke wagon. Skin and that see smoke what wagon. I almost said smoke that skin wagon. I think that's a different show. That's a different show. That sounds like a name in the group chat, which is what's going to happen yes. right now. And our special guest tonight uh, returning. I think the last time we all got together was, uh, was it Dog Soldiers, was it? Yes, it was Dog Soldiers. I think it was. Was it Dog Soldiers? <laughs> it was Dog Soldiers. If we're, if we're doing movie quotes, less apt to get nervous if he's on the street howitzer. I love that. Uh, it's the Kazman, he's back. Hello. We need to have a special thing set up to when it goes, it's the Kazman. Is Kaz coming through on the right mic this time? No, I'm not. <laughs> you have to warn me about that. Oh, damn. It's just the immediate reaction that really got me. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Not at all. Nothing at all. So, How about now? There you go. That's correct. There you go. That sounds glorious. Do you hear me, one. folks, out there in yes. the Pod Zero? All eight They're of Pod you. Zero world. No, again, it's canceled. <laughs> Release date, December 25th, 1993. That's Christmas. So this was the greatest Christmas gift you ever got. Directed by George B. Cosmatos. Although, Hunter, there is some uh, there there is some some controversy over that that we'll talk about a little bit later. There is, yes. Yes. Starring the There's great... a couple of them, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the great Kurt Russell. One of his best roles is Wyatt Earp. The legendary role of Doc Holliday, portrayed by Val Kilmer, who... When I was trying to decide who to name the month after, I almost went with Val Kilmer, and I was putting ideas together. Okay, what 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 can we do for Val Kilmer? Obviously, this Batman or uh, Forever, Top Gun, um, maybe The Saint, uh, Heat, Michael Mann, fantastic film. But then I realized too many of Val Kilmer's films are really long. Heat was it computer war issues. Heat is like a seven hour film. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Heat. It's a great yeah. movie. It's one of my favorites. But it's like seven yeah. hours. It's awesome, but it is just, it takes forever. This movie was longer than I remembered it being, honestly. I mean, Val Kilmer's in a lot of stuff that just takes yep. a lot of time. But this movie breezes Val by Kilmer, so Because fast. we need more Val Kilmer. Yes. Like, that's what, when, as, you, um, as you start taking in Val Kilmer, well, you realize you need more of it. We'll talk about whether or not this movie breezes by. It might be one of my main criticisms of it. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll talk okay. about that later. Um, oh, I've got, I've got. Nope, he froze. I, uh-oh. Cass, come on back now. Cass, come on back. He's lighting up. I can see him lighting up, but yeah. I can't hear him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep talking while he I fixes that. Uh, while we he, should do that. Yes. Yeah. While Cass is getting his. Uh, yeah, there he went. While Cass is getting his computer goes. errors fixed, Be I back. just want to mention. So we have Hunter normally lists, uh, you know, a couple names for the for the title roles. Um, and that, yes. that for this is Kurt Russell, obviously, Val Kilmer, Michael Bean, who we just talked yeah. about, and Powers Booth. <laughs> Johnny but, Ringo. But John, yeah, okay. So no, I'll get to it in a second. Let me just keep going real quick. But <laughs> not only that, you also have Bill Paxton, Sam Elliott, Dana yes. Delaney, Jason Priestley, uh, Stephen Lang, Charlton Heston. Charlton uh, Heston is uh, in it for like five seconds, but he's in uh, it. Billy Zane in a great role. Yeah. Um, Billy Gary Bob Thornton. Jr. playing playing. Uh, yeah, have Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Gary Thornton. Jr. plays Fred White. Yep. Yeah. He's he's yep. uh, Marshall White. Apparently, uh, somebody so, so named for what Earth. Yeah, it was a relative. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's his like like fifth down the line, like yep. grand something. Um, for for what it's worth, when I when I put the notes together, I name 
if if there are four primary people to name, that's usually why where I cut it off is at four. These were the four top build people. That's why it was Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Michael Bean, and uh, Power right. Booth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, this is the Thomas Hayden Church of an ensemble cast. Thomas Hayden Church is in it. Jason completely Priestley. forgot uh, that one guy. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, Billy Breckenridge. That oh, one, that's right. the one guy from I oh I forget. He's the one that portrays. Oh, it's gonna drive well, me crazy. Yondu was in here. Yondu. Yeah, Rooker. Yeah, the Masters. Oh, God, what was the guy that he he plays one of uh, Curly Bill's right hand men? He's the one that goes you're like, oh, holy shit, or Jesus Christ, when and the the Creek shootout. He's it's also Billy Claiborne is the character's name. Yeah, he's also a well known actor. No, I can't that's, think of that's it. Billy Clanton. Oh, yeah, Clinton. too many oh, Billys. Well, too speaking many Billies. speaking of speaking of names, because I'm going to go ahead and throw it. This is the best time to do it. Did you notice who plays Ed Bailey, the card sharp that gets into Doc, that uh, gets into it with Doc the first time that we meet Doc? Uh, that's Shit, right. You guessed it, Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone. <laughs> Fucking Frank Stallone. If you know what, ladies and gentlemen, arguably at times the better Stallone. That's true because he did this movie. Could you imagine if Sylvester Stallone did it? I can't. Look, guys, if, if you're listening What's to this, that now? holiday was that about twelve hands in a row? You cheating son of a bitch! Be terrible. Oh, if you've never seen this movie and you heard Nobody's us, just, that good. We just named off the list of people that are in this film, and you're still not running out to watch the film. What's wrong with you? This is a right. smorgasbord right. Well, of of great <laughs> actors. Perhaps you're still living in 1993 when it was released on Christmas Day. Did Christmas you know that Day. before going through this? No, I, no. I had no idea it was a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah, it's a and oh, basically this could be it a, ends on a, a Christmas a note. The last yeah. like scene takes place in a yeah. It's not I had no clue. It's Christmas. No December. idea. <laughs> Christmas December. 130 minutes of pure bliss, except for a couple parts that I kind of think ah, wish we'd speed this part up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some spiciness to give you. Budget twenty five million dollars versus seventy three million dollars. Budget versus box office seventy two percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes six point three out of ten. Uh, it's a minus from Cinema Score. So go ahead. Let's go go ahead. back to that budget part real quick. Like the twenty five million. Like for a western. Excuse me if I'm wrong, but like that feels like a lot. A lot for yeah. a western, especially well, so- in the nineties. So in the 90s, what you're talking about is, number one, they shot on set in two <laughs> – you got to turn them off. You shot, uh, they shot on set in two different locations that they used to make up um, Tombstone. So they used two different cities to make up that location. You've also – again, I mean, we already listed them off. Go back to that ensemble cast. Yeah. They're Kurt Russell and Val went. Kilmer alone at that time were pulling That's down the money significant went. amounts of money. And then guys, again, like Michael Bean, Powers Booth, uh, Bill Paxton, they're also money makers. And so you got to pay them. Dana Delaney, I'm sure, was not cheap. Um, One of my favorite well, There's a lot of people that were murdered in that movie. So, like, you had yeah. to also pay the families off. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> it was a shootout at the OK Corral. People had to die. That's families true. need to be paid off. That that's really true. happened. Um, that anytime you got to work really with thing. animals, that's going to be expensive too. And they had a lot of animal work in this movie. So I think, I think it's a combination of a lot of on-set shooting or on-location shooting. Right. So they had to go to different places to do that. Plus, again, a major, major cast that probably pulled down Robert most Burke. of the, most of the and, and I think Robert that Burke's last another name. montage, mm-hmm. that montage alone at the end probably cost a million dollars. The Oh, yeah, the, the writing and shooting and all that. Yeah, it probably wasn't cheap. <laughs> So yeah, that was, that was probably expensive. Let's jump into the film real quick. Yeah. Um, 
so if it, what the what the movie's about, it is a actually fairly accurate portrayal of of Wyatt uh-huh. Earp's uh, Vengeance Riot. I forget exactly what it's called. Um, the Earp Vendetta Riot. So it's Vendetta basically Riot. the two things they wanted to focus on were the gunfight at the OK Corral and yeah. the Earp Vendetta Riot. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's fairly accurate. Now they did take a lot of liberties, but for the most part, it's actually pretty accurate to what actually happened. Uh, they didn't kill as many of these guys as they did in the film, obviously, and they also sure. they didn't wear red sashes to show that they were criminals. That would be stupid. But uh, other than a couple things, it's what? actually how would you know them? How you would you wouldn't. know? I think that's the point. It's um, the Wild West. Everybody acted that way. It's probably my biggest criticism overall because a lot of the things are like, oh, the OK Corral wasn't actually that big. Like they were closer together than that. OK, well, who cares? Yeah. You know, oh, Ike didn't actually go in and get a gun and shoot out at him. Like they honored that he was a non combatant. Well, by that time in the movie, you've made him a coward. You got to be having people right. cowardly. Um, and they also skipped I mean, over some coward. some big historical stuff, like how Ike Clinton and Wyatt Earp actually had dealings together before the shootout at the OK Corral. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot that they did leave out, but for the there's most part, a, there's a shooting draft that has that version in it, where <laughs> where it's Wyatt actually goes to the Cowboys to get his horse back because they've taken it and kind of makes a deal with them of look, my brother Virgil has become U.S. Mar- or has become the marshal of this town. Uh, let's I'll make you a deal. You stay out of his way. I'll make sure he stays out of yours. Yeah, that's in an actual shooting draft, and then of course it all falls apart anyway. Um, yeah, not shooting draft; it's in a draft of the draft of the script. Uh, my my biggest criticism because the the real problem that it runs into in terms of of accuracy is timing. Most of this stuff didn't happen in the time that it does right. in the movie. Like like the, Virgil and the Morgan were attacked yeah. on the same night that didn't right. happen simultaneously. Um, not just on that part, like on the timing thing. That was one of my other criticisms of the movie in general. Is 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 the the beat of how it played out. Like uh, they came into town all of a sudden he like owned 25% of the card games. And then he was at oil baron. And then he was talking to his wife about like, Oh, well let's just move on to another place. Like this is only like 20 minutes. It's breakneck speed at parts. It's it's sped up without very much like allusion to that. It's like, what the, where the fuck are we in time here? Um, but again, I think you, you have to mark that up by the way, to just, it's a movie. You know, obviously, with movies, yeah. they they have to condense yeah, things, they have to shift things the around. The editing was jarring. <clears throat> but while well, and that goes back to the director discussion we got to have at some point too. But right. while some of that stuff <clears throat> seems crazy, again, some of the stuff in the movie is is accurate to history. I, I know yep. it's one of Shannon's least favorite parts the the creek battle when when uh, Wyatt <laughs> and, and his group run into Curly Bill and the no, no. you know the motion Wyatt. According to Billy Claiborne, who didn't in the in that one thing that's not accurate in the movie is that he dies on the scene. He's the one that yells, Jesus Christ, to get yeah. shot in the chest. Yeah, um, he survived. That happened in reality, but he didn't die. He, yeah. he crawled away to a farmhouse um, where he told somebody that the situation really was those guys came to get water. We were already there. It turned into a shootout. And Wyatt just waded into the water, walked right up to Curly Bill, put a double barrel shotgun in his chest to pull the trigger. But potentially he just somehow didn't get shot that whole time. But no, so that part doesn't bother Magic. me. It's the part where he goes in slow motion. No, no. that is one of those things that like, who, that has never bothered me. Who I don't watched know that? I don't who watched that back? And went, that's good. That's the part. Um, there, there were a couple well, I mean, things. The only the thing that really bugs me about it in the aftermath is that that slow motion is done at normal speed. But when Morgan gets shot, they did the, like the, the shutter frame yeah, deal. Yeah. So when Morgan gets shot in the back playing pool, it was like, why are you using two different kinds of slow-mo? I don't understand that. Also, so that's yeah, one part that, that always bothered me is that, so Virgil just got shot. You see uh, Wyatt and Morgan in there with Virgil. 
Uh, they're working on him. Everything's bad. And then Virgil gets upset and runs off. Or Morgan runs off. And then the next thing, he's just playing pool. He just went to go play pool after. And I guess you could say, oh, he's going to you know release some yeah. stress or whatnot. But it did seem like a strange thing to go do. It would have made more sense for Morgan not to be there when Virgil came back into the Oriental. Right. If he had just gone back to where the, the pool table was, yeah. um, that would have made more sense for him to not be aware of any of it. And then you've got Wyatt jumping from place to place. But again, you mentioned earlier, and I feel like before we get too deep into this, we got to talk about it. The movie was directed originally by, yeah. I think his name is is like Ken Jaffe or uh, something to that effect. He was also the screenwriter, one of the original screenwriters. Right. The guy had no idea what he was doing. He was not meant to be a director. He was not able to keep things on target, on track. Um, a pretty good writer, not so great director. They were way behind schedule. They were way over budget. So he gets ousted. They bring in uh, George P. Cosmatos, I think is what it is. He's he's Greek. He's uh, Italian and Greek, if I remember correctly. I think I said Cosmatos, um, and I apologize. I, well, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, to be fair. I have no idea. Cosmatos, Cosmatos, something like that. I, I'm guessing Cosmatos because I think that's the Greek inflection, but I, I don't know that for sure. So for what it's worth, a guy who directed some action before this, he directed the second uh, Rambo movie, Verse Blood the, Part the 2. The best Rambo. And Leviathan. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and Leviathan, that, that um, seafaring type thing. Um, <clears throat> but he also was a, a student, and this is the reason he was brought in, of Spaghetti Westerns. He was a guy who was really behind all of that. Like that that's what he came up on in terms of filmmaking. And so he was supposedly the guy who the studio thought had an eye for this kind of movie. It's a Western, but it's kind of exaggerated. Now, what you were alluding to earlier, though, is that, and he has never said this. I think Cosmatos is gone. He's done. Um, and, and Kurt Russell but, said he wouldn't reveal the truth until after he had passed away. It was a promise he made to him. Right. But Kurt Russell very much um, has been hinted for many years by both Russell and then Val Kilmer himself as basically the real director of the movie. Right. Um, Russell himself has only as much, if I recall, uh, said basically he did a lot of work behind the scenes, but he would not go as far as saying that he directed it. Val Kilmer said, yeah, he handled a lot of the shooting schedule. He really was the one getting the shots in frame and set up and all that. But I won't say he directed it. He kind of said it, though, like, you know, well, I'm not saying he directed it and then just left out. The and just winked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. there's something to be said there. You went through three different directors, the last of whom and, and, and don't get me wrong. I think it's a great movie. and I, I do think it's well directed in a lot of ways. But the last of whom is also the star of the movie. And that's yeah. always going to be a weird line to trend if you're not woody allen or like maybe a half dozen other people who yes what do that. he directed the line where you're the director and you're also the star yeah i i will say this i know this is a bad this is unfair because i'm sure there are good ones but if i'm a big horror fan obviously everybody knows that if i see an independent horror film and it's written directed and starring the same guy i almost always go in with a negative <laughs> impression because it's yeah. like okay yeah. there's something about this that's going to turn into a vanity project or it's, yeah. it's going to be low quality. I thought this movie right. was exceptionally well done. Um, I don't care. I mean, I do care who directed it, but I, I genuinely believe this is one of the best looking Westerns I've ever seen. This captures the spirit of that classic Western feeling to me. Yeah. You know, this this one, there was another movie that was out very similar to this. Uh, I think it came out not long after it, and it was Wyatt Earp, directed by... Six months. Uh, yeah, Kevin Costner. After. Which Kevin was Oscar. a yep. huge, long, bloated... Oh, yeah boring film so bad this that movie, was terrible so this movie bad might be a little less accurate but it's more fun it's a movie this is what a movie should be it's it's funny it's it's got such gr great one-liners i mean there are so many one-liners in this film um 
I didn't hate the love story yeah, as I much as that, Hunter did. Uh, professor Gilman, I see. I seen Professor Gilman up in Bisbee <laughs> catches stuff. Hey, Professor, catch this! <laughs> Bang! That's so, also apparently based on a real historical account. The guy ran off off stage shouting, "They're shooting at us! They're actually shooting at us!" That's one of my notes. I took notes on this one, much like I did Dog Soldiers. One of my notes is everyone laughs as Outlaw shoots at stage performers. That seems like a stretch that anybody would be there watching these guys do it, but maybe it was. Um, I also wrote down in big letters, unnecessary spitting. Every other scene, someone's spitting in this movie. Thank you. Did you notice that, Cass? It was over over cowboy Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not everybody needs to. There was that one scene. And you wanted it to be a little exaggerated. No, I want to hear the scene Cass talked about, because I'm sure it's the same scene I'm thinking of. And I want him to say it now. Kaz. Okay. So they, they're all outside. The three of the brothers are like starting to walk away and they just like do this three piece spit situation. Yes. And you yes. got poor old, you got poor old, uh, Fred White. uh what was it Morgan? Yeah. At the end where he's just like, okay, my bigger brothers are spitting. I'm going to do it too. Oh and yeah. It's yeah. just like, yeah, that's the part that got me. It's it's when Wyatt is walking in. Point, he's walking into the Oriental. Oh, yeah. It just seems weird. He's walking into the it's Oriental. Weird. And Virgil and Morgan are there. And I, Virgil says, there he goes. Oh, Wyatt. And then they laugh. Hey. Virgil spits. And then Fred starts to walk. And then Morgan spits. And they start to walk. And I'm oh, like, yeah. it just seems unnecessary. The I amount of spitting. I was waiting for it to Yeah, just wipe it all off. Did like, you guys... Okay, r- real talk. Did neither of you guys grow up with anybody who like chewed tobacco around you? Yeah, my dad, and it was we accurate. Shawnee, there was a yeah. lot of people. I'm pretty sure Kaz did. I know. That's why I'm surprised that this is is surprising you so well, it, much. It, no, it, like, it, it just my dad I did it. My grandpa like did watching, it. Okay, so hold on. So it's like watching Leonardo DiCaprio smoke a cigarette. It just ain't natural. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but I, I will say it just in a film, know, it, it just seemed like an unnecessary really thing they silly. put in there. It didn't bother me. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm going, oh, I hate this movie for that. I just noticed no, no, that. No, no. I just but know that. It just looked dumb as hell. What I did dislike, what I did dislike is they portrayed, again, this is fairly accurate to, to the story, but the way they portrayed Doc Holliday is, of course, it's iconic, it's classic, but there is a part in the beginning when he stabs poor Frank Stallone, who never did anything to anybody. And not only does he take the money he won, he then robs the place. More. Yeah. He robbed him full out, grabs yeah. the two, three little decks as he's walking out. And I don't. Yeah, because he was cheating. Yeah, but he's there's a, 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 a gambler and a thief. Do you guys not. I don't, re- I don't recall him ever like. Am literally... I taking crazy pills? <laughs> okay. I don't so, remember him so actually Shannon robbing says, places, though. Let's because be real. You don't ahead. want that to be the case. Yes, help me out here. I, I so okay. So here's the thing about Doc Holliday. While my favorite character in the movie, while actually one of my favorite Val Kilmer characters in the movie, there is a beginning of the movie problem that I have with it, and an end of the movie problem that I have with it. That I'm just like, oh man, like I really hate the fact that I love this character because exactly what like is happening. He cheated. He that's you know that that that's wrong and so forth. And then he robs the whole place, which is a is yes, both are wrong, but in different ways. But my other issue is like when it ended, like and he's on his deathbed and they're talking to each other and they're talking about like, uh, let's see, um, I was in love once, first cousin. <laughs> that she actually, was 15. That is true though. At least they can, I'm, you know what? No. Why, hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead. Wyatt says, that's good. What happened? 
And he goes, she joined the covenant over the affair. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> convent is the word you're groping for there. Um, that's it's historically accurate. I'm sorry. Thank man. you for the I, correction. I'm not saying it should have been. I'm not saying it should have been included. I'm just saying that's that's what happened. Like, yeah, that that part, uh, the, the whole cousin thing. Like, I'm uh, part of me is actually glad they left it in, and they didn't like yep. whitewash it. You know what I mean? To to like make this Doc Holliday look better. This isn't a, a a judgment of the movie. It's a judgment of the character itself, which he's, actually the movie did a good job of showing like you like this guy, but he's also a piece of shit. Yeah, he's charming, but despicable. Um, yeah. My only issue with it is and this, I'm being legitimate here because I don't know enough about Doc Holliday, the actual person was I knew he was a, a card shark. But did he ever actually straight up rob like casinos or rob saloons? Because I, well, I don't know that he, he was, was a gentleman that came to Tombstone to be like take a different life path, which was dead for right. yeah. a, a left hand path. Before that. He was a dentist, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And he took a left hand path, which was his 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 movement into Tombstone and everything that led up to that. And that's why I think Wyatt and all of the herbs knew him is because of that kind of like transitionary scenario and virgil didn't like I mean, it's made pretty clear yeah i was gonna say it's made pretty clear early on that Wyatt's the only one who really likes doc yeah and yep. virgil very right. much eyeballs him as like you know i don't i don't yep. care for and doc and Wyatt even says like he makes me laugh like i like him because he's funny right it's not like so, i think he's a great person or all so this is the other thing that i have I, I call like i have issue with and it's not necessarily with the movie itself it's again this is more character driven and so forth but they portray wyatt as being like this very moral very like legal here's my badge we all the gotta do things with man. a badge. classic hero oh man but yet fuck my wife don't care about her like let's so, go with the new the new hotness here so for what it's worth the the and don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not absolving of any of it and then every time that any of that comes up i go yeah the whole riding of the horses listen let's, let's they're in hate it was a it was I mean, you want to put the deleted scene back in? They had sex in that. Um, I didn't know that. They, uh, yeah. Um, didn't know that either. His, his marriage to Maddie was a common law marriage. They were not actually married. They'd just been living together long enough that they were married. And that's another line that gets left out that got left on the cutting room floor that at one point in time it's pointed out. Virgil's married to his wife. Uh, Morgan is married to his wife. They went through, you know, the whole situation. Wyatt just happened to be around this woman long enough that eventually it was seen as such. Right. Um, but if there's if there's a definite like story criticism, and I, I say it every time you alluded to it earlier, I I do not, and I know it's historically accurate to a certain degree. Tombstone is where he met Josephine Marcus. They spent the rest of their life together, forty seven years, etc. It's where he left Maddie Blaylock, who which is that character. The movie gives you. No reason to care about Maddie at all. She yeah, is a she's drug addled. Yeah. Right. She's on the line so, right out of the fucking train. Yeah. And so you're not made you're not given any reason to care about her. And yeah, Josephine is shown as nothing but the best thing ever that could possibly happen to Wyatt. Yeah. Um they tried really hard right. to kind of make her this Sarah pointed this out uh yes yesterday, day before yesterday when we watched it, um, to make her this kind of female empowered character which for 93 and in a western is cool i mean i i'm glad that they Different. were trying to do something it, it definitely not what was happening normally at the time but at the same time you're also looking at her going you know he's married exactly Why are you and she goes i'm a woman it? and i like men and it's I don't like have time. she got the yeah. beautiful billy zane behind her and everything going on 
And then like who? once that opening Well, what? okay. Well, I was gonna Billy say Zane who? is very much meant to be gay in this movie though, and, right? And, like fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> but we have we have we have a very moral man that's say, pissing that away. And we have that which you're just talking about, the empowerment, but a but a weird I mean, approach of an empowerment. Like I do take a little umbrage with the idea, though, that, that Wyatt is the big moral one. If anybody, it's Virgil. Wyatt's Virgil, the definitely. one who says, we don't in any way need to be marshals. We did yeah. our time. We don't want to do that. He's the That's one who's fair. been saying, I don't care anything about law and order in this this town. Yeah. I'm making money off it. In fact, that's the argument Virgil uses against him. Right. I, I look in these people's eyes and I see fear and I'm making money off them like a vulture. Yeah, it's That's important to note that. Is moral. But I don't think he thinks himself that way. And historically, Wyatt Earp was not a moral person. Uh, Wyatt Earp was a, no. a he was a, he was definitely like one of the great lawmen of our time of, of that time period. But he was a very conflicted person. I mean, he had good and bad. Um, he he was not a moral compass, that's for sure. And I think this movie really toned that down. But I do think they did allude to the fact that he wasn't moral. I mean, they of uh, I Clanton calls the the Earps pimps at one point. I mean, and they were like they're yep. yes, yeah, they were. So there's a lot in this movie that they kind of hint that they're not so moral. But obviously, again, it's a movie. You have to exaggerate a little bit and and make you have to have a good guy. And Wyatt Earp and that, uh, is historically known guy. as the good guy. Yeah, right. And that's the part that I that that like messed me up when I was went to rewatch this because they they pr- portrayed him as that protagonist and they really like emphasize this whole law and order legality and so forth morality and what have you. Obviously, Doc being the antithesis to that to the brothers. And then that whole kind of like these other like uh, what's her name uh, Hunter you mentioned it Josephine Marcus Josephine or? yeah like that 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 the way that they brought her in like I'm not saying that these things are inaccurate like obviously these things played out but the manner in which they edited this stuff together just was jarring except for Billy well, this Zane is why I made whose character point. did not exist he was made up for the film Who? Who? Saint Christmas Day it's a good Billy, character, Billy Zane's character uh, Fabian yeah. yeah uh, I think. Oh, he was the best yeah, character in the entire like movie. Actually. No, disagree. Um, I'll tell you who the best gorgeous. character was after after Hunter says this. Because because Josephine was was also not an actress. She was a prostitute mm-hmm. um, for two years before they met. So, which is also uh, alluded to in the film, the part where she takes the the yep. naked picture and he walks in on her. Important to note because I don't know if you knew this, Josephine Marcus and her estate are so protective of her image. They have sued yeah. to prevent. Well, so is Wyatt. Yeah, they've they've sued to prevent like these bad things Which from coming is out. Quite wealthy. Yes. History is written by the winners. I mean, this is we're, we're in a lot of ways we're never going to really know exactly what went down there. I, I by the way, I can't. This is a good time to to do this. I can't suggest enough. Tom Clavin, um, who is a, a writer of of. Um, like Western Western history, basically for lack of a better term, American Western history um, wrote several books about every one of these guys from Bill Hickok to Bat Masterson to what went down in Dodge city. He wrote a book called tombstone, which I read a couple of years ago. And it is, it is both what you think and not what you think, because a large portion of it is devoted to the Earps, to the gunfight at the OK Corral, what happened afterward. If you've seen this movie, you're going to follow a lot along and go, Oh, that was right. And that was inaccurate. And that was this, he literally though starts with like here's the the mineral makeup of the earth in that part of the country like literally where did where tombstone was settled like what happened there in in prehistoric times all the way to now and then all the way into the future um it's it's interesting because he literally just focuses on just that space 
in in the world and then what happened to it over the course of history um so yeah i can't suggest that enough tom Kill- tom clavin is called tombstone um to the point to, of of the the characters in general, though, oh, I, I definitely had a point, and then I derailed myself. Damn it! <laughs> it happens a lot on these anyway. shows. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's, the, that's our entire that's our entire uh, existence here. So, Wait, did his wife actually die? Yes. Did she? Maddie Blaylock. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did they did they allude to that in the movie, or did they just they like said skip it in, over? A, they, in a voiceover that she died? Yeah, from yeah. an overdose, which yeah. is true. And so there was like a moment where it's like, oh, yeah, she died. And they immediately cut to him having that like Christmas Day. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the end. It's in the end. Woo! While they're dancing, while they're doing their thing, they, they do the voiceover. Hey, yeah, this yeah. is all cool because the wife is dead. Well, she was she was dead. Yeah, so. Um, not, not treated well as a character. And oh, that's what it was. That's what I was going to say. All the stuff that we're talking about where it's like, oh, Wyatt's really kind of made to look like a, a great guy. And Josephine, you know, he gets the girl and all this again. Basically directed by Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. <laughs> um, I feel like it's that answers a lot of questions. It, remi- it always and reminds me on the forty-five years of wonderful fucking happily ever after. It reminds me of uh, King of the Hill. They did, the, it's the, true. It's true. There, there's an episode of King of the Hill where uh, Bobby has to be part of the stage play about the Alamo, and Hank <laughs> is building oh, no. the Alamo for them. He's helping to build it. And when he finds out the script, like exposes, like you know, Davy Crockett, and talks about their opium use and stuff like that, he gets upset. And the guy and the woman that's helping the director says, "What do you want? Like the John Wayne Hollywood version?" And Hank goes, "Yes, that's kind of what this movie is. It's the Hollywood version (laughs) of Wyatt Earp's life." Um, Yeah, yeah. I I do have two. To me, there's. Oh yeah. Uh, real, real quick to me, there's no better historical version of that because I forgot about this. I didn't put it on the uh, on the on the notes. if you, if you really want to imagine what this was supposed to be like. So in the movie, the town of Tombstone is the prototypical Western clapboard, wooden buildings of everything, right? Yeah. Everything is wooden buildings. And, and you look around, you know, this is a Western. Get a fuck ton of nickels. By the time they came there, it would have been none of that. It would have looked nothing. And, and <clears throat> historically, most of those buildings would have been Adobe. They would have been made of like clay and mud yep. and all that. And there would have been a shit ton of tents. Also a, about one in every fifth and every five people would have been uh, Mexican because there were, but also yeah. remember Mexican everything population. was mostly bars, right? Because yeah, there's like eight the bars there. Um, mostly all yeah. bars. No, and mean, also the women yeah. did not That's look, what it was uh, in the movie. I mean, the, the women did not look like Dana Delaney. <laughs> everything was a fucking bar. It's like churches in Missouri. Church. Yeah. Church, I mean, gun shop. Church. If you want to get really into it, nobody was this fucking clean. That's like, what I was about to say. No one looked as good as them. Thank you. Yeah. But again, it's, it's, also, oh, no, 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 no. I, mean, I want to unpack that because, goddamn, the fucking the the the, the wardrobe, the black suits, yeah, exquisite, yes, in a gorgeous. fucking dusty ass west, and his fucking shit was was untouched. For for what it's worth, they at least do touch on it in the movie because when they first get there and they talk about how they're, it's right before Turkey Creek Jack Johnson and Texas Jack Vermillion show up, and Behan is trying to sell them on. It's it's the 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 racetrack. Why yeah. is the yeah. racetrack? Yeah. And he's like, oh, that will send a signal. Everyone's dressing all Tony. And yes, and and yeah. Yes. Why? Uh, no, uh, Doc says something about oh, it's just a mining town. And he's like, no, no, no. Don't you see people dressing in the the latest fashions? Were on. So I mean, they do address it of everybody thinking that Tombstone is going to be the next the San queen Diego. of the boomtown. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But then, and then it was because like, the boomtown, by definition, is great, and then it falls apart. I, I <laughs> have. I watch this man get the shit kicked out of him, and the next scene, their hair is perfect. I have two. Okay, okay. so it's it's the. Yeah, you ever see the movie yeah. The Shadow? 
Has anyone nope. ever seen the movie The no. Shadow? So no, I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen it. Al Baldwin, right? Yes. The, the, based and, on the comic strip? Yes. Yeah. And I believe Penelope Miller plays the love interest. And there's a part where she wakes up and gets out of bed. She wakes up with perfect hair. Perfect hair that's been styled. That's what this movie kind of reminds I mean, me of. That she was in Tombstone. I have two notes on this. One is controversial, maybe, and the other is just a general question. The general question is, and I've always wondered this, because watching this movie, I assume Stephen Lang was 70 years old. Why does Stephen Lang look older then than he does now? He looks so <laughs> old. He's, Benjamin, he's, he's, got he's Benjamin the only Benjamin one who was like rubbing dirt on his face. Yes, like he went he's outside the and like dirty one. Yeah. Off the and you talking about, he was like red. Yeah, it was yeah. constantly red in the face. He looks yeah. terrible. I, I do wonder now that I think about it if that was an intentional costuming thing for the Cowboys because basically everybody but Curly Bill, even even Johnny Ringo, kind of looks like that pretty often. Whereas the herbs most of the time are clean well dressed, cut, clean, very yeah. relaxed. Oh. It's only Doc who looks like they take like three showers a day. Time well, yeah, tuberculosis. They have to. But they got deodorant and shit. Well, that's what, like, uh, they even use like dude. Every time they, I watch movies like that, shit. every time I watch movies like that, and I see guys like Kurt Russell or Dana Delaney, and I'm thinking like your teeth weren't that white. Anyway, oh, that was okay. Thank you for saying that because that was going to be my next thing. Is like everybody's teeth was good. No fucking way. No, it's because Doc Holliday <laughs> was there. He was a dentist. He took care okay. of everybody. Now we're just fucking splitting. Care. We are. We're picking now. We're picking. Oh, okay. okay no, I can't. Okay, let me. And they're spitting too much. <laughs> I got white when you spit that much tobacco. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to let Shannon go because you've been trying to get something out. But I have one last like hot take that I'll, I'll save well, for after. Okay. You. So this this is something I have always thought. And uh, I don't, I, th- I don't think you guys will agree with me, but I think you'll kind of agree with me on this. And that is, I think Michael Bean as Johnny Ringo was as good as Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. I always thought that Michael Bean's portrayal of Johnny Ringo was so underappreciated because he was a lot. They they were very similar to each other. The difference being yes. that that Johnny Ringo was a little psychotic. And the way Michael Bean portrayed him as that kind of cold-blooded but still kind of charming guy, I love his portrayal of Johnny Ringo. I think it's fantastic. Now, noted real quick, I just want to get this out before I forget, another inaccuracy. Johnny Ringo was not as intelligent as they portrayed him to be in this film. He didn't speak Latin. They they definitely did that to create a kind of adversary for Doc Holliday. Well, they specifically did it to set up the because I mean this becomes an ensemble good guy bad guy movie right right so everyone's gonna ha- gotta have their direct opposites Wyatt and Curly Bill they're yeah. both sort of the leaders they're both kind of charismatic even when they don't necessarily want to be in charge uh, and then Doc Holliday and Johnny Ringo are the Han Solo and evil Han Solo basically right I right. mean that's that's what that is yeah, yeah. yeah. and they both do a great um, job fantastic I, I Kaz go ahead no I, I was just gonna say like I. I can't agree with you fully because I think that the Val Kilmer's character came off as more fleshed out. Like well, yeah. whether it was accurate to Doc Holliday or not, you can tell that Val Kilmer's portrayal was a lot more committed, invested. Um, and but the one thing I will say about the Johnny Ringo character is the death scene of him is one of the fucking most like memorable death scenes because. When people always talk about like getting shot in the head, I'm gonna shoot myself in the head, blah 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 blah. It doesn't use, it doesn't work out cleanly. That fucking him stumbling and gurgling and the whole yeah, shit, it's like, disturbing. That's terrifying and also way fucking more real 
than most Hollywood films portray headshots. Especially with Doc telling him to come on. Like he yeah, keeps exactly. Him that on. fucking scene was way more impactful than I think a lot of people give it credit for yeah. because it was also realistic. Well, I, I want to mention really I, um, quick that, uh, well, Hunter, go ahead. You were just saying that. I'll, I'll get my thought out. I, I, I was just going to say, you're, to, to your point, can I, I also, I don't think I can agree, but it's kind of building on what Cass said there. It's almost an unfair question because Johnny Ringo just doesn't get as much to do in the movie as Doc Holliday does. Right. It's it. It's not comparing apples and oranges because they are similar characters and they are really great portrayals and they both do an incredible job. But it's there's not enough. There's not enough Johnny Ringo to put him up against Doc Holliday. There's it's just there's just not enough of the character. There's two parts with Johnny Ringo specifically that always stick out in my mind as potentially my two favorite parts of the film. One is when they're in the saloon and they meet for the first time. And it's the line where, where Johnny Ringo looks at Doc Holliday and says, you retired too. That line, I don't know why, always gets me. But, That's a good one. But it's also oh, after after the I'm shootout at the OK Corral when Johnny yep. Ringo stumbles out into the streets drunk and he's like, well, you got yeah. trouble. And it's yeah. and that whole scene, Michael Bean, mm, That's a good one. so good in that part. Yeah. The way he and portrays, he comes in, he's like, "Not this ain't the place, right?" This because ain't the time or something. He it's, also, it's human. It's human. It makes Johnny Ringo a real character. Uh, it, he's grieving the loss of his friends, even though these guys are portrayed as the bad guys. You almost feel bad for Johnny Ringo. I don't think he gets enough credit for because so often I think we forget about that opening scene of the Cowboys at the Mexican wedding. He doesn't but shoot anybody. He, well, and well, when he also fight. Well, he does. He, he shoots, shoots one person. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The fucking priest of all of them. But then you know, I can't lay that. When he lays out all the Latin that the, the guy missed, and he just goes, "Christ, your Spanish is worse than your English," and then explains it. I mean, this that slow zoom in on him explaining the Latin that he had. Yes. Again, I know that the real Johnny Ringo was not the educated man that the real Doc Holiday was, and they wanted him to to be a comparison. A foil yeah. that. Uh, Oh, oh God, that was just that. And now that you say that, and especially, I was going to say, I especially love that Curly Bill uh, later on. It's right after he pulls him out of the street. Oh, Christ, I'm afraid of, well, even I'm afraid of what's going to happen when Johnny Ringo runs this outfit. Out of <laughs> curiosity, yeah, wasn't Michael Rooker part of the Red Sashes? But he was. then he joined he was. Wyatt's yes. team. Yes. He's because they, they There's a it. scene that happens in the very beginning yeah, of. Two parts in the beginning, I'll say that Hunter, I'll throw it to you. But I, one, you mentioned Michael B, uh, Michael yeah. B. as Johnny Ringo earlier, um, I, and I did too. The part where they start shooting, and Michael Bean doesn't shoot anybody, but he, the way he kind of looks yeah. up at the sky as they're shooting everybody is very, I don't know, man, it's very haunting to me. The way that he just kind of looks yeah. at everything happening but doesn't take part. Um, and also, Cass, to your point, the in the beginning, Michael Rooker, his character, McMasters, takes part in all of it until they he sees them drag the woman away to the church. Exactly. And then he yeah. looks disappointed, which ties into later when he betrays them and says, Not after tonight, right. not after what they did to your women. So yep. yeah, I love that that, that I appreciate it. I think that goes uh like I think that's that that that's underappreciated. Yeah. Also accurate. McMasters did Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, he was uh, he turned on the Cowboys. He went to to work with the Earps for that. Uh, again, a good cut we didn't talk a lot about it earlier. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of them. Actually. There's a good bunch of good. We didn't talk much about it earlier, but maybe the most maybe the most damning inaccuracy. And again, I know why they did it because it's a movie and because you need villains and all that. Was that the Cowboys were not the and actually Michael Bean was was famously critical about this after they dropped the original director. 
the Cowboys were not the just black hat criminals me villains yeah. that sometimes they are kind of made out to be. So in the movie, they really have no motivation other than right. We're here. We're bigger we're than bad you. guys. We're bad guys, and we we shoot people. I mean, they're basically Johnny Tyler, but there's more of them. Right? They yes, showed up exactly. one day. They're, they multiply even through the movie. Whatever we want to do. Right. There's more of them. The, six more that just joined. And and to be fair, I mean, powers and power and numbers is is very much a thing. And when people take control, I mean, especially in the old west, sometimes that's kind of how it worked. But the real life cowboys were more interesting in the sense that most of the time, what they did early on was illegal only because there wasn't a specific law to prevent it. Hey, somebody yep. lost some cattle and we came along and picked up the ones that they didn't get. And then we took them across state lines somewhere and sold them to somebody else. Well, they weren't doing anything else, you know? Yeah. We should have referred to return them to those people, but and, yeah. Um, and a 15 year old first cousin probably wasn't also illegal at the time either. Uh, also, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, there was a lot of stuff that was uh, playing outside the lines. Basically, they, they did. They didn't, at least at first, they didn't really portray the Cowboys as straight up monsters. Um, they were in the town. They, I mean, yes. Really? Okay. No, in the beginning, they absolutely portrayed them as monsters when they shot everybody. <laughs> and then clearly dragged that woman off to rape yes. her, right? I mean, but, that's but, what was going to happen. But there. once you get past that part, if they skip that whole beginning, which they probably should have, honestly, because I think it's like Predator. When you watch Predator and the first thing they show you is the alien ship coming to Earth, it ruins the rest of the movie uh, because you don't, you already know what's going on. They should have cut that whole beginning part out because if you had started with the the Earps coming into Tombstone and you would have seen the Cowboys from that point on, it was a little bit more accurate. They even said that they were good for the town because they brought a lot of money in. Um, they interacted with Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday, even though there was a little, you know, they were kind of antagonistic to each other. There was nothing really bad. Curly Bill did famously get fucked up and go out into the middle of the street and start shooting things. He, he did accidentally shoot Fred White. And in the movie, even though it's not portrayed as well, it's still when he shoots Fred White, he absolutely says, Fred, come on now, Fred, get up like he's concerned about him because he didn't mean to shoot him. Yeah. So it is yeah. a little accurate to the Cowboys not being monsters if you ignore the beginning where they gunned down a bunch of people at a fucking wedding and then raped the, the bride. And, and you have to add the, also at least the, to yeah. that happening. You also have to add the layer two where I think it, it was just after he had killed uh, one of the herbs had killed somebody and they're walking through town and they're kind of like not very well being accepted. And I forget the guy's name. He's got the little glasses on, the little Pollux Troy. Billy Breckenridge. Billy Breckenridge. Billy Breckenridge yeah. yeah. Jason Priestley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you killed my friend, which I also, this is another one of those things where like later on, he's like, they're not my friends anymore. Like, let's go fuck them up. Uh, well, because which, it, it, weird... which was an inaccurate thing because they killed Billy Zane's character, which never actually happened because Billy Zane's character never existed. But they needed a reason. Also, he, yeah, Billy Breckenridge apparently in in reality was like a well known and well respected pistolier. Was definitely not a little weasel. Like, hinted at as being he was a gay weasel. He was a Pollock I mean, toy. I, uh, well, yeah, that's probably again. It was kind of cool that they they tried to do something with that in '93, but like I, I it was just a strange thing to, to yeah. do to yeah. describe to a person who was never reported to be that way in any way, shape, or form. Like no. at all, liberties, at all. Okay. weird choice, liberties. So uh, yeah. I have I have one last like critique that I want to throw out there. That this is a piece of the movie that I just genuinely. Upon rewatch, I, I and y'all will probably disagree with me with. I just genuinely didn't like is that fucking ending montage was so goddamn corny. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> when but you I, say montage, what are you talking about? The vendetta, right? You're it's talking about the, where they're when, killing when, people. When and, Wyatt like gets off the train and he's like, "Well, there's 
and he's pretty much like pretty much said i'm gonna kill everybody and then yes. he's like he's riding horses and he's shooting at the camera and then him and what's his face like shake hands for some weird reason while they're like riding horses <laughs> like this is whole two three they minute montage where i'm like fucking in this shit I, uh, uh, two, <laughs> so, I, so, both ways i really so, quick i agree with both of you one I thought that it was super. It was super fucking hammy. It was. It was extremely hammy. Oh, but but at the same time, but at the same time, it's a western, and I'm so happy with the characters in the movie. It's one of those things that <laughs> it, it's like the no part. I'll let it go. I'll give you a pass. No. I, I thought it was I'll a little never, over the top. I'll never understand why that's such. A big I don't deal. know. Um, I don't know. The, the, the handshake is because so what happens right before that i mean you're burying the lead what happens right before that is that they've eliminated basically everybody johnny ringo was the last leader they're running and then, to be fair they also cut out a section of this too where ike and the remaining guys are sitting there waiting on johnny to come back well it's not johnny who comes back right it's wyatt it's doc and it's the rest of the the erp vendetta ride guys. He tosses and the so everyone else starts breaking ranks ike keeps saying there's only i think there's like four people he's like there's only four men we got to fight him. And it's Bill, it's uh, uh, Behan is there still at that point. And he goes, then you fight him. And he yeah. leaves. Because again, um, famously, I still don't think you, right. That's what happened. Famously, Behan um, deputized all of these cowboys to take on yes. the herbs. Like the herbs vendetta yes. ride was not well sanctioned by right, the no. people at the time. The, the government, not the way that it yeah. was in the movie. But, but again, what we're talking about there kind of buries the lead because even without that deleted scene, they gun down several of them. Ike takes off the red sash and lets it go. That's how he like denounces it that it's over. Yeah. And that's why they're shaking hands. That's it. He's the last of them. <laughs> Ike ends up dead anyway because, of course, he goes somewhere else and tries to be a criminal and gets yeah. himself killed two years later. But my, I'm sure he looks red and dirty at that place too. My only issue with it was just Everywhere. of of all the historical inaccuracies in the film, that's the one that probably gets me the most because a lot of it you can kind of go, oh well, this or that. But the sheer amount of people that they killed in the Vendetta ride is so exaggerated yeah, versus what happened to reality. But again, that's there the were part four of, people who died, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> not forty, because just in the montage yeah. alone, they gun down like eighty people. Yeah. I uh, I haven't said it yet, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out dying. there before we get into some other stuff real quick. My my real biggest criticism personally of the movie is just Cas kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but the pacing. Um, I honestly I think everything that happens up to the OK Corral is great. I think it's paced really well. I know some of it's kind of speedy, but this is a this is a two hour and ten minute movie, and there's a lot to pack no, in there. And it feels the long. problem is that. Well, see, to me, it doesn't feel long until after you get past the gunfight. Yes. After you true. get past the yes. okay corral, everything that happens from that point on seems like it's happening in slow motion. And it gets worse once you really get into it's it's weird. Once you get into the thick of the vendetta ride, you've got these sort of long scenes, like the the creek fight takes a lot longer than I remember that happening. The the hooker ranch and kind of setting up everything with the 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 duel with um, Johnny and and Docker. It's supposed to be Wyatt. All that just seems like it takes a lot longer than it should. Which I now think, and this is the thing. Before we came into this, you and I have talked a million times, Shannon, about how much I can't stand the the romance plot of this story. Even though I know it's real to life, I could have lived without Josephine being a character completely. I could have lived with just what happens in in Tombstone and the OK Corral and all that. Um. I now think that's why that bothered me so much. It's not necessarily that the romance plot is is bad. It's that every time it comes up, it grinds the whole movie to a halt. 
that scene of them riding horses early on feels like it does that. It's like they a different fucking movie. It's like a different movie. There's no reason for any of that to happen if we cut no. that section out. When he goes back to her Still at the end, it. like I would have been just as happy. I, I, I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but I just I feel like it's the it's my biggest criticism of the movie. I remember as we were rewatching it a couple of nights ago when the the guys shake hands when when Wyatt and Doc shake hands as. Uh, I on the horses as Hike throws off the, the red sash, it could have ended there. I would have been perfectly yeah. happy with it ending there and getting a montage quickly, uh, a voiceover of who went where and what they did. I, I, I agree. Think, I think that's the big yeah. that. And that also would have cut like a solid five to ten minutes off the end of the movie. That brings right. it down to a more manageable two hours. But that's my biggest criticism. Get, they had to get the winter scene in there for the Christmas feel. Look, I I, I like the winter scene. I thought it was beautifully shot, and the the whole ending of speech by that actor, I forget what it is, where he talked about how they spent their lives together and how when Wyatt passed, there were all the movie stars there, and that they cried like that. I love that scene. It it I love that Tom scene. Nick's wept. Yes, but at the same time, I will agree with you. They could have cut it all because the whole part with Doc it's, in the uh, sanitarium or the the what, what, not sanitarium is it sanitarium? What sanatorium. Would the sanatorium. Sanatorium. Uh, I think sanitarium is for trashy things or something. I don't know. Point yes. is, um, they. I understand why they put that in there because Doc famously did the whole thing where he notices his feet and he says something like, I'll be damned. That's a real thing where doc yeah. never thought he yeah. would die that way. So I get why they put it in there, yeah. but at the same time you could have cut all that out and just done a voiceover saying doc um, holiday tragically passed away. Why yeah. and Josephine were together. Yeah. It's Robert Mitchum. By Robert the way, Mitchum. I knew uh, it. I didn't want to say it cause I don't yeah. want to sound stupid, but I knew it was Robert Mitchum. Yep. He was, he was meant to play old man Clinton, uh, Billy and, and Ike's uh, father in the movie. Cause old man Clinton was the leader of the Cowboys. It wasn't Curly Bill. Curly Bill just kind of took over when old man Clinton got kicked out of the, the situation, got arrested or killed one of the two. Um, but Robert was injured in a, in a horse accident before the movie started filming. And so rather than take him out completely, they just made him the narrator and kind of bumped Curly Bill up to, okay, we're going to start the movie with him as the leader. And I think that worked best. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for what it's worth, we've been talking about this for an hour, and I feel like we've said almost nothing positive, which is killing me because me. this is legitimately one of my favorite things. I've said lots of things. I've been talking about how much I well, love okay. Michael Ringo. What? what Michael Ringo. Oh, Johnny. What, what I mean, to be fair, is that we've done a lot of like, here's what I didn't like, um, I, but I, 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 I'm going to feel terrible if we don't say it. Number one, I, I've said it already a couple times. This is my favorite Western movie of yes. all time. It was one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. This might be the most stylish film shot like this ever yes um this might be the most charismatic cast ever this yes. is one of the most quotable movies that i've ever seen in my life yes uh, i feel like there's something yeah. in this movie that i can say to almost everything or that i find a way to shoehorn into stuff you had it in I your fucking radio show in your bumpers it's true i did yeah my 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 ending bumpers for the fix one of the things i used every day was a combination of why it's saying well i want you to know it's over and curly bill going well bye it was the end of the show like every tuesday and thursday if i remember yeah. correctly um I, I truly and legitimately believe, even though it is a great game in its own right, we played Red Dead Redemption online as long as we did because of this movie. Yeah, Tanner, we dressed <laughs> up like them all the time. Be, we just wanted to be these guys. Well, not Kaz. in some form or fashion. Because Kaz would come in <laughs> in the big feather hat with the pirate outfit, and we would go, "Well, that just doesn't fit the vibe." But okay. Well, he was he was just waiting on uh, he was waiting on Ike to call him a pimp. <laughs> 
is what it was. <laughs> Pimp Boom Boom. That was the weird, more Doc Holiday character that's you, just like yes. different than everyone else. Yes. All right. So I have a clip still saved from somewhere where we got into a fight mm-hmm. near a creek. It was like some scripted thing. And I was running around with a shotgun and the black tailcoat and everything. And I just started in the mic going, no. <laughs> so, all right. Talking about things we like, we're going to talk about things we like real quick. I'll just throw a couple out because I also want to say I've been saying things I like, but the cast, I think, is top notch. We've said it a million times. This is a top-notch cast like you tell me a western that has a better cast than this or any movie that has a better cast than this um but but we need to emphasize something that this was a cast that was before their time a lot of them this is before the popularity this is billy zane before this is yeah this is a prophetic cast it's weird though because it, like half of it is, and then the other half is like, well, of course they're great. Harry Carey Jr. Of course he's great. Powers Booth, of course he's great. Kurt Russell, Michael Bean, Robert Mitchum. Like you, it's it's like half, half of them are like, yes, these guys and Charlton Heston. Like you go, okay, these guys are obviously great, yeah. and then the other half is like, well, where are they coming from? Well, if you look at it now, you're like, they're oh, going to be great, great. <laughs> right? Yeah, this, <laughs> gonna be. this is the, the first thing. Of fucking brilliant. It's the first thing I ever saw Billy Bob Thornton in, and what a yeah. memorable moment. <laughs> Me too, and I didn't know it until years later. I forget what it was, but sometime in the mid-2000s, I was watching this movie, and I went, is that fucking Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All this time, I had no idea that's who that was. Seeing him go from that to fucking... I'm going to blow you up that Wildcats ass, yeah. you hear me? <laughs> Seeing him go from that to fucking Sling Blade to fucking like Fargo today, like and all things oh in between, God. like... Yeah, what a start! Uh, I was a huge. He's one of my favorite characters of the movie. He's awful. He's he's terrible, Doc. I forgot you were still here. I didn't know you was back in town. Just the way he goes. Thank you when he lays that shotgun. How often do we quote that? Leave that shotgun. (laughs) Don't leave it. Leave it. So we 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 shit on a, a number of like 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 editing and so forth. But one thing I will say is the fucking cinematography. Gorgeous. Was great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100%. I, I thought, like, yeah. even as, as corny, location, time of day, yeah. time of day, exactly. Continuity in many cases was a hell of a lot better than most Westerns at the time. Like, yeah. I love, like, as far as Westerns concerned, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, uh, Unforgiven, uh, something for Sister Sarah or Three Sister uh, Unforgiven, 310 to But the, the, the ability, like, like, there was continuity things that this one was that was so much better than. Yeah. Now, going back to that storm scene and stuff was one of those that was like, it's the 90s, and, you know, they, they didn't really have great effects. But and, and it was kind of a corny scene when Kurt Russell's out on the street, like, screaming at everybody. But at the same time, it was still very well fucking shot yeah. for, a, for a fucking is, rain um, scene. Yeah. The, the the script I sent you guys the other day, there is a version of that scene that goes much further. So when he's out in the street and he yells at Josephine to get away, basically, and of course in the movie he just says, get away, get away. And he says, like, can't you see? And then just leaves it to that. Well, she freaks out. And he, uh, I think it was the fourth draft they, that they produced. In the fourth draft, he calls her a filthy whore. Yes. He yells filthy whore at you, or at, at her, and then she just, like, that's what That would have made more sense, honestly, had he said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll say it was good. I don't know, but again, Kurt Russell kind of directing Shadow, hey, directing the movie. You yeah. talk about gorgeous things in this movie. A scene like that is incredibly fucking hard 
from a camera videography point of view was like, that is impressive. Ladies and gentlemen, what Kaz is doing here is he is preventing me from trying to get out how much I was in love with Dana Delaney. I don't know what he has against my love for Dana Delaney. Crush that crush button. Uh, We didn't talk about the scene where, you know, uh, White Earp goes out and defends Curly Bill as they're trying to hang him. And then Ike Clanton comes out and, you know, law dog. That's iconic. So many scenes oh in this film are and iconic. I feel like we can quote that whole thing word. And there are times where one of us will just start part of and it, it. And just then goes. it's just, we're, we're it, off to the races until it the just end of goes. It, you know. um, uh, he ain't blessing. He'll kill <laughs> me. kill me. All right. So <laughs> clearly, we're not going to talk about the epilogues because we're at an hour. We got to record another show right after this. So let's finish the show off by giving our rating. Um, now, as, <laughs> as you know on the show. Well, oh, yeah. Real quick, just 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 to, because there is no epilogue to be had, right? This is a historical. <laughs> film. There's really nothing to be said after that. that. Right, I was gonna say why why it didn't really go and do anything in terms of this kind of stuff after that. He the 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 uh, voiceover says it. He and Josephine went through life up and down, doing all sorts of different you know adventurous type stuff, and that's it. Uh, everybody else passed away, so. I, I just want to. I don't want it to feel like we're just glossing past the the epilogue or glossing over it. It's it's already there. Yeah, he else went to pick up a history book. He went to Hollywood. Why yeah. Earth went to Hollywood and yeah. did Hollywood? Tom thing. Mix Whip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. and became one of the most endearing uh, Western legends. Yeah. Uh, right up there with Wild Bill. Right up there with uh, well, <laughs> everyone else in this movie. <laughs> one of <laughs> five people like Western's in Westerns that have made Westerns actually give a sh- people give a shit about Westerns. Yeah, because I'm not a Western fan. I grew up watching Westerns only because my father watched rest- Westerns. We had the Western Channel. He loved Westerns, but he loved John Wayne Westerns. He like he loved Tombstone too, but like I never liked a western until Tombstone. Tombs other than the Wild yeah. Wild West TV show because I loved that show, but it was weird. Um, this was the only I western film I remember seeing him watching the westerns when I would come over. Yeah, he'd be watching them all the time. But Tombstone <laughs> made me love westerns, and after Tombstone, I started to watch movies like Unforgiven. I watched a lot of Clint Eastwood's films. Uh, High Plains Drifter probably be my favorite, and. Oh. Um, it's all because of Tombstone. Tombstone introduced yeah. me to because I always thought cowboys were weird. It was square. They were lame. No, my cowboys are badass. Um, the, yeah, the West was that awesome. Lawman, lawman were. Lawman, yeah, <laughs> that was another thing that confused me. I remember the first time I saw this movie as a kid. I was probably like ten. Like I was way too young to be watching this movie, and I was like, wait a minute, why do they keep calling the bad guys cowboys? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that make any damn sense. I looked at my dad and I said, tell him it doesn't make any damn sense. Unfortunately, in this particular instance, Cowboys took the name Cowboys for their criminal organization, and it really fucked things up for everybody. All right, so a rating system. Two thumbs up means you loved it. One thumbs up means you liked it. Middle ground is one up, one down. One down, you didn't like it. Two down, you hated it. I'll go first. Let me just say, I've heard everyone's objections and everyone's critiques of the film tonight, and I've, I've considered them greatly. And because of what you guys have said, I am sticking with my original rating of two thumbs up. It, um, yes. I don't care. I don't care how many flaws this movie has. This is the one movie I'll just give an ultimate pass to. I don't care how many flaws there are. I don't care how many parts there are where I go, uh, but I don't fucking care. I, I always say I love an American werewolf in London and I do. It's my favorite horror film, but I don't watch an American werewolf in London every month. I watch this and Ghostbusters pretty much every month, sometimes more times than that. Um, I love Tombstone unashamedly will say it. So two thumbs up from me. Let's go to uh, Hunter. Yeah, um, no, it's also it's also two thumbs up for me, and this is like the third or fourth time I've done that this month, which makes me think I'm talking crazy. <laughs> but legitimately, again, not only did I I grow up with this movie, so yeah, I'm gonna acknowledge a little bit of a bias in that way. Um, 
I don't think it's nearly as flawed as we've kind of talked about. And that's why I was saying that earlier. We're it feels picky. like we spent a lot of time we, we talking picked. about how yeah. like, oh, this is not great and that and whatever. And there's definitely, again, some parts of it that I don't personally love to sit and watch. Again, right. I can gloss over all of the scenes with, with Josephine and, and just her and Wyatt anyway and be totally fine. As a kid, in fact, that's what I did. The movie very much ended when I tossed off a red sash and I was like, and it's over. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, again, it's an incredible cast. It's shot so well. The the parts that are paced well really do breeze by. Like if you stop paying attention for even a second, somehow when you come back, you're going to feel like you missed something. I, this is one of the few movies that I've seen so many times that I will still pause when I get up to leave the room to do something. I won't just go, mm-hmm. ah, I can hear it. I know what's going on. I'll pause it. I'll come back. I'll watch the whole thing. Um, from an objective viewpoint, I get why a lot of people wouldn't put it that high, would not say it's that great. I also do see, though, that a lot of people have said this is the best Western ever made. There's a lot of cases to be made for this being one of, for sure, if not definitely the best uh, Western film. My dad, for what it's worth, puts it right up there with Unforgiven. He, he can't pick between the two. Um, it took me years to see Unforgiven, so I don't have the attachment to it that I do with this. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would legitimately encourage anybody. That's okay. That's what I wanted to make as my final point here. I would encourage literally anybody to watch this movie. Um, my wife is famously not into Westerns. It's not a thing that she she likes. She watched this and Unforgiven with me. She liked Unforgiven fine. This is also, I think, one of her favorite movies. If I ever, she woke up and I had turned it on and she literally woke up at the sound of the train of the herbs pulling in the tombstone. She's like, the tombstone? Like, yeah. Well, she's up and watching it. We're watching the whole thing. Um, it's a movie like Ghostbusters that I think everybody needs to see at some point. It's just one of those seminal movies that it, it, deserves to be in everybody's I've seen that column. So yeah, it's two thumbs up. Um, for the record, I was just informed and I feel terrible about this. I was going to go see the new Godzilla film tonight with uh, Billy Hills. I told him I would go Oops. watch it with him. Yeah, He just messaged me. He was like a few oh. short minutes away. That was an hour ago. I feel like a dick. One, I feel bad that well, I stood up man. Billy Hills and two, I feel bad that I missed the fucking Godzilla film. Oh, mm. well, it's still out. It is. Go a time. I'll be in fucking toothless Arkansas tomorrow watching Yakko and Whack Dot <laughs> fucking jibber jabbering on stage talking about God knows what. <laughs> Fuck! We're peeling back the curtain at this point. <laughs> All right, Cass, go. All right. So I think for me, I'm going to end up being the odd man out, but not to an extent. I think as far as Westerns go. If we're talking about it only in course of Westerns, I would have given it a double thumb up, two thumbs up. But I think as far as general movies in, in itself, like for me, Tombstone, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, I, I liked it. I, I, it was a great film. Uh, the Val, Kil, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday still to this day is like one of the most iconic, like it's up there in the top iconic film uh, characters. I had issue because i didn't really as iconic as the cast was in general i didn't have as much like to the others johnny ringo and doc that was kind of my jam so for me i think it's a one thumb up uh i like the film i absolutely want to echo what hunter said that uh, even though it's not two thumbs up i will say that everybody needs to watch this um it, it, it is a perfect introduction to to western films unfortunately you'll probably like come into Western films at a high note and everything else will probably be a bit of a disappointment <laughs> with some exceptions. Um, but comparing to other films, other stuff, I'm hoping to actually 
come into this, come back to episodes and epilogues to, to, to recount on other films. So I'm kind of approaching this from an Olympic rating, a point, like point of view where I'm saving my double thumbs for something that I'm like really fucking passionate about. Hey Kaz, we will always welcome back to episodes and epilogues whenever you get a chance on the Mozilla 1985 network. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's it for tonight. We're, this we're, has been another great extras of episodes and epilogues. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get out of here. We're going to record another show. I've seen. Yeah, we've seen. Hey, I'm just drinking Bond whiskey. James so I can do the thing. <laughs> Call the Bondulans. <laughs> <laughs> I regret not watching Godzilla minus Godzilla. one. Oh fuck me! <laughs> All right, well we're gonna go record another show now and not watch Godzilla minus one. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with two episodes of Extras Epilogues. Uh, I'll tell you one of them. One of them off the bat. Uh, the next in our Michael Bean month, celebrating the great actor Michael Bean. Uh, Hunter, I say let's do let's do Terminator. Let's do the first Terminator. Yeah, I assume I assumed that would be right out of the gate, and since. Um, not this weekend, but next. So we'll be recording it right before we go see it. My, my wife and I are going to see the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra do one of their film score performances of Home Alone. Let's make Home Alone the first Let's Christmas so, uh, film that we see right out of the gate. So next week on a double feature on episodes and extra logs, it is uh, <laughs> Terminator and Home Alone. Until then, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the balcony is closed. We will see you later. <laughs>